Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight on this episode of A World Awakening. I'm so delighted to have all of you here. And I know that the chat box, (laughs) the chat rooms, multiple, are going to be very active tonight. Um, Bill will, of course, always do his best uh, to get uh, questions up and uh, send greetings our way. And I appreciate it. Hello, Laura. Uh, Well, going to have a really incredible show because I've had a really incredible experience as a preface to tonight's broadcast. Uh, A few weeks ago, I was in Kansas City and there was a knock at the door. Hi, Brady. At a a dinner for the guests, the speakers and the people that were involved uh, in this uh, Medicon, this gathering in um, Kansas City, Missouri, was wonderful, incredible. Um, and the door opened, and there stands this glorious being surrounded in a corona of light. And I turned to the person I was sitting next to at the time. It was either Johnny Zaffis or Greta, and said, he's the reason why I'm in Kansas City. And I immediately did what I do (laughs) and became completely overwhelming 
he sat down, I bombarded him with a good 15 to 20 minutes of, I just want you to know who I am. I want to know who you are. You know, it, it was, uh, it was a moment that stretched into a series of moments. And I was, uh, formerly, formally introduced to Rupert who like Cher only needs one name. Uh, so, uh, I want to, without further ado, uh, you can do a better job of it than I ever could. I would like to uh, introduce you to my new friend, and I'm pretty sure he's not from here. Hello, darling. How are you? What a wonderful introduction. Thank you very much, Andrea. Well, you know, it was so delightful to meet you. There's something about your spirit. There's just something about your aura. Your Well, it's not an aura, really. It's a corona. Um, that that just speaks to me, that just resonates with me. Uh, on it's, it's we're like on the same. We're just traveling, you know, the same vibrational field or something. There's it's a thing, and it's real. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's like the the new moon. You know, you don't doubt that the orb is in the sky just because you can't see it. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I was just so delighted, and we've had so many lovely exchanges uh, in the interim. And to have you on this show tonight means the world to me because I get to share you with my world of people. Uh, and and this broadcast um, in syndication goes to countless people who we never know unless they hop in a chat room and they're from the other side of the world. We have a whole bunch of people from Australia that are watching us right now, except they're having breakfast while they're doing it. Um, and that's so exciting to me because it makes this planet small. It makes it easy for us to communicate with each other. In uh, I, I love the World Wide Web. I think it's the best thing that's ever been invented other than the Olympics. And um, and it's it's marvelous to be able to. You're in California. I'm in Georgia. So many people around the world. We have people that are watching us in Europe and in Iceland and in New Zealand and Australia and Timbuktu. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and and that way the message gets spread. And the thing is that's most important that I want you to address immediately is what your mission and your message is, what brought you to the United States. Give, give our viewers a, as much background as you're willing to impart and then just go for it, just launch right in. Absolutely. Um, before I do that, I am curious about a dis, uh, words you're using. You distinguish between the word aura and corona. I do. What do you mean by you saw a corona around me? Earthlings have an aura, an, an energy field um, that will actually, in, in much the same way that a mood ring works, um, according to your body temperature and so on and so forth, uh, your aura as an earthling, a human being has an aura that will change color according to what kind of energy they're putting off. Uh, you know, if there's a, a negative or a positive charge going on with them at any given moment. But those among us who have a corona, 
It almost looks like a force field. It never changes color. It's, it's uniformly um, present uh, and equidistant from the entire physical vessel. Uh, and uh, I can spot it at about a thousand paces. Yeah. I can pluck somebody right out of the crowd the instant that I see it. Yeah. And, and I saw it on you the moment you walked in the door. I was flabbergasted. I was yeah. back. And what's interesting is you didn't know who I was. I could have been anybody. I could have just been a friend of the organizers. Mm -hmm. But you knew. You knew me straight away before I had said anything. And, it, and then I listened to you talking all about how your mission in life is to connect with these different beings out there. And, of course, that is my specialty. That is what I do. And you knew that even though you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So we did have that connection straight away. But, um, yeah, I, I will answer your question now. Um, well, I actually I came to, uh, uh, to the U.S. about 20 years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. And why did I come here? Uh, better weather. <laughs> well, nobody can blame you for that. The weather in England sucks. It does. It does indeed. Um, so that's really the reason I'm here. But my whole life, I have been on a mission. I can remember as a child um, sitting in school thinking, this education needs to mean something. What does it mean? Um, and I've always been very empathic. Um, that's something that has uh, motivated me my entire life. I feel upset when other people or animals are upset. I feel happy when other people are, are happy. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted to lift people's happiness because happiness and love and joy, these are all things that I enjoy, that I like. They're positive emotions. And I wanted to maximize the, the positive emotions of others. I call it the emotional wealth of, of other beings. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about humans. I'm talking about all conscious, sentient beings throughout the universe. And so I, I set to work um, trying to, my whole life, learn as much as I could, understand reality, understand morality, in order to be able to address some of the, the biggest issues that are causing uh, deficits and um, uh, degradation, uh, decreasing of people's emotional wealth. So my mission if I were to put it in a, in a sentence, is to uh, strive towards the vision of universal peace, universal love, and universal happiness. Well, no higher calling. There's just, just no higher calling. No, I think that I, I frequently talk about <clears throat> the realization of oneness that until we achieve that in in greater numbers you know in terms of raising the consciousness of the planet as a whole until we uh achieve a higher level of understanding about who we are why we're here where we come from and what our purpose is on earth what i refer to frequently i think i did with you as soul school where it's not fair at all because the tests always precede the lessons. So you're going to, you know, you're just destined to fail. And in the failure, 
<clears throat> comes so much of the learning um, that we go through in our in our not only our growth as as uh, organic entities, but in our spiritual ascension as well. Um, and they're integral integrally related. Um, one cannot exist without the other. And so what I sensed from you was a higher calling, a higher love, a higher connection that was really universal. But I also looked at you and I'll just say it flat out. I looked at you and I said, he's a tall white. <laughs> he's a tall white masquerading as a human being on planet earth doing a really good job with it maybe doesn't even realize yet what that is or how it could be but um as soon as i saw you my dear i was like oh i know where he's from and it's not from here and i hung on when i gave you a chance to speak finally I hung on every word because I just, I wanted to absorb the energy. It's, it's, I told you earlier today in a text that I can read light language. Yes. That's how I read you because you emanate light language through your pores, through who you are, through this Corona that, it, that I see so clearly that exists around you. And people often get freaked out when you use the word hybrid because they don't want to think that they're, you know, the, there's a, this co-inhabitation going on on earth where some of us are, are purely and merely mortal and some of us have other factors in our DNA that might um, connect us to other worlds and other races. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that that is the case. You know, I have studied this for decades and over the years, the markers have emerged. Um, and the three most predominant markers are firstborn or only child, blue or green eyes, RH negative blood factor. And I am three for three. Wow. Um, I have green eyes. <laughs> I am, I'm not the firstborn. Uh, I, uh, and I don't actually know my blood type. I, I feel like I should. Um, Perhaps. But, yeah, you'd have to have it tested. <laughs> I, I think a, it's safe to say that you're probably at least two for three and it doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes your placement in the family uh, is, is actually necessary what I've learned is that your placement in the family is actually necessary for the growth of the entire family. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not exclusively, you have to be this to be that. Um, but yeah. it is, it is um, typical of people who have claimed that they don't feel like they are from here, that this, they feel very much like they are misfits on the planet. It feels like foreign space to them. Um, and they feel like they came here with a very specific job to do and are, you know, spend a great deal of time, you know, ruminating about <laughs> what that mission might be um, and often go many decades of life before they discover 
you know, the, the essence of themselves. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, and it's so, such a pleasure talking to you about this subject because you're obviously so very knowledgeable about it. And I, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on your show and, uh, and say my bit too. Um, but there are, as you know, there are, I mean, the universe is a big place. There are a lot of beings out there. And um, it's interesting that you're seeing some tall white because tall white is a, um, is a, a species that I have grown very close to. By that, I mean, uh, over the period of a few years, I've been reaching out to them more and more. I've been going and doing alien contact yeah. events in the desert. Yeah. Um, I have been uh, astrally projecting to them, remote viewing, remote communicating with them to the, to the point where craft are appearing in the sky when I go out there and I do my, my events. Um, at, at will, actually. Um, last time I was there, I, I had my night vision camera. I was moving it at, around and I said please can you reveal yourselves like you did the last time and there they were the, a, a, a craft appeared and zoomed down behind a mountain we received an invitation uh, to from them to go and uh, be closer to where they live at least a group of them live out in the uh, the desert north uh, west of Las Vegas and we drove for four hours out into that desert we started with eight vehicles. We ended up with about four because <laughs> it's treacherous, treacherous conditions. And we camped there and we communicated with them and we saw them. So there is that. But when it comes to hybridization, there, there are many different beings doing different things. And with me, there is trans-temporal um, hybridization going on with my spirit with my extra dimensional body. So um, it doesn't surprise me that you looked at me and saw hybrid. I, w I wasn't, I don't have memories of when I was born. I have no reason to think uh, that I am anything other than biologically human, but I do have, I do have knowledge that I am being worked on by, by my, um, I call them my alien friends. And they have been enhancing me for a couple of years. They've been ma manipulating and changing me. I feel it uh, two or three times a week. And um, they are, they are con transforming my uh, spiritual body into something other than just human. So in that respect, I'm, not, I'm already not entirely human. Yes, absolutely. And, and, but this is an ongoing, as, from my perspective, an ongoing metamorphosis. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost like watching the chrysalis rupture, and you start to see the, there are the wings. They're still tucked in, but as it dries and it parts, you get to see the emergence of the butterfly and and watch that incredible being take flight when it uh, it seemed to be uh, nurtured and grown inside a dark pod um, and then comes out to, to greet the light of day and spread its wings and, and fly. And, yeah. and that's how 
I see what's happening with you right now, that this is a, a pivotal point, an inflection point for you personally, a personal paradigm shift, which is occurring right now. Now is the time. Uh, just like in the, the opening of the show, now, the time is now. <laughs> and meeting you uh, spoke to me. I got a lot of downloads. I got messages. I had some lost time while we were together. Yeah. Even though we were in different places when it happened. We were in different rooms, but we were still in the same. And we had had so much contact the night before. Although I am really sorry if I knew if I let if you let me touch your camera, I was going to kill the battery. And I did like, oh my <laughs> I'm so sorry. It just happens automatically. But oh, my God, I so enjoyed using your incredible camera. That was great. I want one of those. I just won't be able to touch it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just to have that experience, to have that, you know, that to have that connection be validated instantaneously. No, I, I wasn't, I'm not shy anyway. Uh, it's why I don't drink. I don't require any <laughs> help being impetuous, you know, at all. None. I'm, I'm, I'm fine just the way I am. Um, but I just grabbed a hold of you because I wanted to feel your energy. And it was exactly what I knew that it would be. And it was, I mean, it was like screaming and neon flashing, light worker, light worker, light worker. You know, I mean, there he is. Here he is. This is now. It's real. He's here. And I told you while we were together that weekend in the time that we spent that I know, I know that we will work together, that we will play together, that we will you know, share each other with our own people and expand that, you know, the, the tribe, as it were, the clan, you know, expanding outward and outward and drawing more people in because people gravitate just like moth to flame. They, they gravitate to what is, is illuminating, what is inspiring to them, um, yes. what it uh, sparks their curiosity. Um, even if they've never had an experience before, they want one. And so they, boom, write to me and write to you for exactly the same reason. So imagine, you know, uh, imagine doing an event together where we're doing it. It's like, you know, to the second power. I think it will be wonderful. And your approach is a little different than mine. You're a trained scientist. Why don't you talk about some of your educational background and how it uh, helped mold you into what you have now become and your awareness of your own intrinsic essence? Absolutely. Um, so there I was sitting in this classroom thinking, I, I, I want to help the world. I want to do something big to solve a big problem like uh, cure a disease or solve the energy crises, things like that. And I could see all these problems in the world. And I just knew it just makes logical sense that if you're going to try and solve a problem, you have to understand the problem first. In order to understand a, a problem or any situation fully, you need to um, 
be able to determine what is real and what isn't, what is true and what is not true. And I was being told at school, all of this stuff is true. Um, but I was also seeing in uh, various various different places, well, maybe ghosts are true. Maybe UFOs are true. Aliens. What about uh, the Loch Ness Monster? Crop circles. Uh, I was like being introduced to all of that. And school was not teaching me about that. So um, what I did is I, I, I knew I wanted to understand reality. And in school, um, learning science seemed to be the best way to re really get a good grasp of reality. If I'm witnessing a ghost, um, how do I determine if that ghost is real? Well, it might help to, uh, to have some electrical uh, equipment that I understood about, magnetic fields, electric fields, that sort of thing, how photons work, how your eyes and your brain work, so that I could rule out the hallucinations and things like that. Um, so I set about learning science but I also set about learning about uh, the extra normal or the paranormal, the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And um, that was just personal research that I did. Um, now, uh, science uses logic in order to determine what is real. Logic is the process of determining if something is real or not. It's a logical process of figuring out if something is real. And you can get to it two ways, inductive or deductive reasoning. You, you've been educated in this. This, this is good. Right, well, you can't, you can't get a degree in philosophy until you have <laughs> a, logic, uh, a logic exam. Yeah, I've gotten through that semester. But you can, you can use logic. Uh, you don't, logic doesn't always have to be scientific. If an alien lands in front of you and is you and your friend and you're both seeing the same thing logically that that thing is there that thing is real it's not a hallucination so you know you can use logic to work out a lot about not just science but the paranormal right and so that's what i've been doing my whole life and that's what i still value doing when i when i look in various different social media uh chat rooms and and and, and Oh, don't post. go there. It's so bad for your brain. <laughs> it's so bad. People, people have an extraordinarily wide range of different beliefs. Well, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to be polite. Yeah. And most of them are incorrect. Yeah. And yet they, they believe them with the certainty of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And when you believe, when you accept something as being true that you don't know to be true with um, such vigor, with such uh, certainty, then that's dangerous because then you can start to argue with people. You can start to get into conflict with people. You can be aggressive towards people. And the, the social media world is a hostile place full of people who think they know the truth and they're all attacking each other over it. And... Um, so it is one of the things that I teach. I just say thinking. <laughs> it is figuring out what's true and what's not. Because when you go outside and you look up into the sky and you sing, or that's how, that's how I've seen you do it, you sing to them, you ask them to come in in, in, in whatever way you use, you try and build up that spiritual, con spiritual connection. If you're doing that on a platform of false belief or incorrect 
assumptions, mm -hmm. what are they going to be looking down and thinking? And when you look at the history of humanity and how false beliefs, false ideas um, have so created so much conflict. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And confusion and chaos and violence and hatred and suffering and pain. Um, we've, got to, we've got to let go of that now. Yes, now. We've got to figure out now how do we let go of, of, of beliefs? How do we let go of beliefs and figure out what is true? That's one of the core sort of pillars of, uh, of wisdom that is needed in order to become enlightened and to ascend. Well, and there's a, a certain, for at least speaking for myself, a certain urgency that I feel, uh, not a moment to waste. Um, yeah. It is, uh, I, I very much feel um, shaken and stirred by the paradigm shift. Um, and I, and I fore, foretold its arrival in lecture halls from coast to coast and as, you know, far and wide for at least a dozen years. Yeah. And when it finally dropped in our laps and on our heads, I was unprepared as anyone else, and I should have been the most prepared. But in a, in a cerebral way, I guess I was, because I had an expectation of its arrival. On an emotional level, I, I was absolutely leveled by uh, COVID, the emergence of this novel coronavirus. I was leveled by the um, videotaped murder of George Floyd. I have been leveled by <laughs> the just daily news headlines for the last six or seven years have been enough to completely blow my mind and shift my, my altitude and my attitude. And I have found myself withdrawing from 3D as frequently as possible and kind of sailing above the radar and not wanting to look down because what I see is so disturbing to me. And when you feel uh, that you cannot affect any positive change um, as a singular individual, and when you understand that there are far too many that don't even have a concept of the realization of oneness as the human race, 
let alone the embrace of all the other creatures on this fragile and beautiful planet. It is very easy to stand at the precipice of hopelessness. I've been there. I don't know how I withdrew myself from the chasm before I plunged in, but I, I routinely have to pull back because of the vertigo that it instills in me where I feel like I could just tumble into the abyss and be gone and lost and all of this was for naught. You know, I spent years wondering if the experiences that I was having were somehow in some way, I would say through my 20s, uh, a figment of my imagination. Was that even possible that I could conjure up these images and visions with my own mind and them not be real until I started pointing them out to others, some of whom were not in the least prepared to see what they did and often had a very adverse reaction to it based in fear. When you take your, your people, um, your followers out into, for instance, the field trip, the desert or, or whatever, um, do you address that? Do you address, you know, the potential that they are fearful about what they are doing? Do you try to assess the, the vibe of the entire group as, as a whole? This is an interesting subject. Um, I don't, I don't usually, I do talk a little bit about the, you know, the, the chasm, the precipice that, that humanity is moving rapidly accelerating towards a, a, a even larger catastrophe than COVID. COVID was just like a little test run okay. and most, most people failed. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I do talk a little bit about this is much bigger than what we're just about to do. But I tend to leave it at that. I say this is much bigger. There's so much to learn. And if you want to help me um, to... Uh, tackle some of the bigger issues that the world is facing then you know after this event come come back uh come back and come to some of my online sessions uh i i host uh courses in um in subjects like ascension and wisdom and but during the actual event what i find is uh if we if we focus on the love within us if we focus on that connection, I, I like the way you described it as, as a bright light. I talk about a, a bright light within us. Um, I talk about our, uh, our hearts brightening and igniting into little mini um, uh, stars of love light in the universe. Then we, we connect with each other. There's such love. There's such power in that love. All fear drops away. If there is any fear at all, it's all gone. So I, I never have anybody afraid when we're doing the event. Um, I, I personally, you know, I, I don't mind if people are scared because it's it's a natural response to if you're not, not sure of a situation to be a little bit fearful. I don't find fear to be a negative thing. When you fill yourself with love, that fear drop drops away. It's, it's disrespectfulness and hatred and, uh, you know, and... Uh, uh, negative discrimination, all of those things, that, those are, the, for me, the, the, the really bad 
uh, the bad issues. Yeah. We had a question for you from Aaron, and I only read about half of it because I'm pretty much blind. Um, Rupert, what is the most important thing you have learned that helps the connection between us and them? Yeah. Um, you know, some people think that you have to um, meditate a lot and you have to um, become good at astral, project uh, astral projection and remote viewing and all those things and increase your psychic abilities to connect with them. I don't. I think, you know, anybody, lots of people can do that. Uh, even negative, disrespectful, unpleasant people. And those those beings are not interested in those people. Filling, filling yourself with love, um, with love for all beings. Um, all, all, uh, all beings, all ge uh, both, both genders, all genders, all identities, uh, all nationalities, all species, all, pe all people of all appearance, all organisms of all appearance, um, all, all beings throughout the universe. We're, we're spreading love to all of them. And then if you look, a lot of people get that inside morally. They, they can get behind that. They can, they can get behind that love. But then when you look at the way that people actually act in their lives, yeah. are your actions uh, consistent with your higher ideals? Mm -hmm. And I think the, the one thing that aliens see um, is when they look at the planet, they see that uh, most people, most people's actions are not consistent with their higher uh, feelings of of love, and it's it's hard because a lot of a lot of people's actions. I mean, some actions are um, should should be easy to wipe out because people are conscious of doing them. You don't have to be negative about anybody. You don't have to say negative things about anybody. You don't have to respond to things you don't like with negativity. You can get rid of all of that right now. That will lift you up. But one of the reasons why it's hard is because a lot of the things that we do in our lives um, are part of a chain of events that other people are involved with. And you can't see back or forwards to what your actions, uh, to what actions have occurred in the past and into the future that you are a, a link in the chain. For example, when you buy a product in a shop, do you know how that product came to be there? Do you know if there's any pain and suffering involved in the production of that product? So I, I'm giving rather a long answer to uh, that. No, that, it, it that follows lady. logically. It makes <laughs> sense to me. But you need to, you need to learn how to have the least negative impact on others. And you need to care about them unconditionally everybody yeah and and my previous show in soul school um my partner uh jeff turner and i were talking about uh the rarity of altruism um i think that part of the paradigm shift um has been uh has had a a, a very uh a great purpose and reason to it uh case in point um countless millions of people around the world watched uh, a man named George Floyd suffer and die uh, on film. And it might have well been the first time that many, many millions of them ever actually saw a death 
uh, a real death, not something made up for TV. You know, a real death in, in front of them. Watch him expire. And it triggered uh, a uh, response around the world. His little daughter sitting on the shoulders of her uncle said, my daddy changed the world. And she was right. Because we saw the conflict. We saw the ugliness. We saw the pain. We saw the depravity. We saw the absolute uh, wanton disregard for another human life. And we watched its outcome. And that had to happen. That had to shake us up and wake us up to be aware, to be able to personalize it empathetically. What if that was my father or my uncle or my brother? You know, what if? And it's difficult for people to put themselves in the shoes of others because they're so goddamn possessed and self-absorbed with, you know, the shoe that they've got on their own foot and does it look good on an angle and how does it look in the mirror and are my jeans too high for the heel? And I mean, just that self-absorbed is how human beings have become. And it was time to break that chain. It was time to rip those pearls of wisdom apart and let them scatter across the surface of the earth for all of us to see the destruction that is being done. It's, it's like what our, our galactic family have told us about detonating atomic and hydrogen bombs. Not only are we destroying our own planet, but because we live in an integrated system of dimensions throughout this vast universe, when we destroy ourselves, we're destroying something else out there that we'll never know about, but we're damaging the whole because of the the pain we're inflicting on that tiny little part, whether it be a, a place uh, out in the desert that has not even recovered. You know, see Oppenheimer, that area has not even, the downwinders are still all these decades later suffering because of what we did so that we could see how powerful we were, that we could literally destroy ourselves. When do we turn that corner and what will it take? In my opinion, it will take full unmitigated disclosure to make all of humanity come together as one and have that achieve that realization of oneness and therefore care about each other as we, as we live together and love ourselves to love our neighbor. The only, um, in my last show, uh, Jeff and I were talking about in all of the text ever in, in all of recorded human history, the liturgical text, the philosophy, you know, every iteration of the Bible that exists, every, major religious text has a common denominator and that common denominator is the golden rule. My favorite version of which is do unto others as though you are the others because you are the others to someone else. If we could just distill it down 
to that simplistic, easily understood notion that love is our superpower and we're not using it. It's yeah. not a noun. It's a verb. And unless you, you take the concept and put it into action, it serves no purpose other than, you know, an ap- academic exercise. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, Sorry, I went off on a tangent. I'm prone no, to it's, I know it's, I, I am. <laughs> it's very... Um, a lot of wisdom in there. Thank you. We've all... I, at least I hope most of us have felt at some time in our lives loved. And when you feel that, you know how special that is. Yeah. You know how valuable it is. We've all at times in our lives felt a lack of love. Most people have. So again, we know how terrible and empty that can feel and how we, we don't want that. And if we can understand that we, we're not the only being in the universe, everybody else out there finds love to be as valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody out there finds a lack of love to be as uh, terrible. Then you can make the world a better place right now mm-hmm. by going and showing your love to as many people as you can, anybody just one person call up call up your mother or your father or uh, go outside and give give your your neighborhood squirrel a little bit of avocado something like that show love to somebody and you're making the world a better place and um one of the biggest tragedies i i find is that there's so much potential ah <laughs> My princess peanut butter cup. There you go, giving some love, right, right there. The center Absolutely. of my universe. <laughs> Your non-human intelligence. She's um, way more intelligent than most humans I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure of that. But yeah, there's there's so much potential to fill this universe with love. Yeah. And <laughs> I spend my whole life uh, throwing out love. A lot of people spend their lives trying to tear down the love that I put out there. Or take as much as they can get with no intention of returning it in kind. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. It yeah. is it's circular. It is, you know, the most common symbol of all existence in the universe is, you know, the infinity of the circle. Yeah. Um, and what goes around comes around is not a cliche. It's a fact. You know, what you put out comes back to you eventually. It, it does and it will. And it is one of the few constants in the universe. I think of love as the connective tissue between the molecules. One thing that I've been, and one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on tonight, other than I adore you already, um, is that because of your background as a scientist and because of your understanding of physics and and your work in that. Um, I've always been fascinated with, you know, the, the great scientists, including Einstein and Tesla um, and, and others who found a way to navigate that, that wire between strictly empirical evidence and scientific knowledge and spirituality. 
whether it be religious in orientation or not, spirituality, and to find a way to meld, you know, to find that point of correlation and integration between the two um, that I think ultimately will, you know, take us to a higher level of consciousness. Uh, and in different varieties and forms, there have been several who have written about the fact that, um, including H.P. Lovecraft, of all people, that basically said, you know, when uh, science and spirituality merge, you know, virtually uh, unite in a kind of uh, agreed upon marriage is when we will make the greatest leaps forward in terms yeah. of our own comprehension yeah. of the universe and our place within it. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, if you look at uh, our alien friends, <laughs> they're, they're supreme scientists. Yes. They have technology uh, that is, it's not magic. It's, no. <laughs> it's, it's not fantasy. They understand the science of the craft that they, um, uh, that they use the the they understand the science of the the spirit and so that's where we we could be science human science uh and i've worked on the forefront of science i've i've been i've used um uh, x-ray telescopes in orbit around the, the planet to to look at extra galactic x-ray sources and things like that um and i i know that I was trying to discover new stuff. Mm-hmm. A good, and then the next day, some stuff was discovered. Science got bigger. Human science got bigger. A good scientist understands that science isn't just everything inside that that sphere, right. and then everything outside of it is not real. Mm-hmm. This sphere is expanding outwards into reality, and part of that reality is the uh, paranormal. And um, I think a lot of a lot of uh, good scientists, some of whom you've described, glimpse that they know there's something bigger. And I've been um, applying science and uh, assigning scientific new words to the science of spirituality. And people stop and say, "What was that word you just used?" You know, and I I would say, "Well, that's that's caretha. That's the the matter of the extra dimensional space. The stuff our spirits are made out of." And in in the future. Yeah, we're going to have scientific explanations for that. Did you see on the news, I think it was just yesterday, that uh, scientists are closing in on, um, they've, they've discovered an, an anomaly in the way that uh, certain particles behave, yes. and it's giving them insight into there's, there must be some kind of force, new force. Yeah, maybe they think it might even be a fifth element. Yeah. A, a fifth fundamental force of nature, yeah. absolutely. And so, you know, uh, yeah, I, th- I think in the future, um, we, we, uh, we may well be able to have that, that technology, like a spiritual phone, you'll be able to pick up the phone and talk to your loved ones. I mean, why not pick up, pick up the phone and talk, talk spiritually to these beings, wherever they are, universal, you know, like, like Star Trek style, just tap your badge there and talk to pe- talk to aliens. I'm sure it's going to happen. Yes, and, and I hope that it happens in our lifetime. Uh, I hope that we are we each play our own small part in spurring on uh, the momentum, the forward momentum in the field. Uh, I, I, it's it's uh, it's so significant the leaps and bounds that we have made in in some ways in just the last few years. 
what is now, you know, I mean, yes, the government has hijacked the nomenclature and now it's UAP instead of UFO, please, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it, it seems to me that what we are discovering, what we are learning in terms of, uh, you know, individually, uh, our own disclosure cumulatively is having an effect. Yeah. And it's as, uh, as individuals who perhaps don't have the authority, don't have the position um, to do anything about it, we do it anyway. We do it anyway. And I really do believe that uh, eventually we'll make a difference. You and I are both on uh, the same mission. I believe in my heart and my soul and, and spreading the same message. So it's incumbent upon us to listen and to impart what we receive, but then also uh, in kind to listen to the individuals who we encounter who have had experiences that they've never shared with anyone and yet will entrust us with their own personal disclosure which liberates them to speak their truth to others. And again, it is that beautiful wheel, that circular motion uh, that I read in the crop circles, the messages that come through, uh, not divination, magic is science we don't understand. You know, this doesn't have to necessarily be uh, a kind of uh, creator contact. I mean, I, I know for instance that there are several species that we've interacted with that have basically the same fundamental belief systems that we do that there is a you know source energy a prime creator and that we are all made of and 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 the likeness of um so i mean we're just getting going i have to have you i will hold you to it right here right now in front of our live audience that you will return and that we will continue this conversation because you are a truly fascinating human being. And, um, and if, if it's all right with you, I would be very happy to announce that we'll be together in September. That would be fab- fabulous, yes. Um, I hinted at it last week, but Rupert will be attending uh, UFO Contact at Houghton Lake in, um, on uh, September 21st through the 24th. Uh, as uh, my personal guest and also welcomed uh, by Deb and RJ DeRoos, who are the founders of this remarkable event. Uh, so anybody out there that wants to meet this phenomenal human being, or at least mostly human being, uh, you know, please, <laughs> join, please join us um, at Houghton Lake at the end of September for UFO Contact. And you can meet him personally and see how absolutely amazing he is. Yes, Laura, you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for joining me, sweetheart. I'll be in touch with you next week. Firm up our plans and we'll rock and roll. Okay, let's just go rock the netherworld up in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Andrea. Oh, it's my pleasure entirely. And a good night to everybody who is watching World Awakening tonight. And remember, make a note of it. Always, always be the beacon in the night and be the light you seek. Love you. Good night.
Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 